This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much and good morning and welcome everybody. Thank you for joining us today for our Friday show. It is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Take it over your airwaves for a few hours and we got a lot coming up today including a true crime report later. As part of the true crime report we've got a Florida man game today so we'll play Florida man and much more. I tuned in. I was going to watch a little bit of baseball before bedtime, so I tuned over to the Nationals and Yankees season opener, and guess what? What's that? It rained out (laughs) in the middle of a rain out. (laughs) So the baseball season is coming off being postponed for four months. It's going to be a shortened season with only 60 games. That's the shortest season they've had since the 1870s. This past, since the World Series last year, it's been the longest break that we've had in baseball ever. And the first game I tune in to watch is rained out. Maybe God is not a fan. He's trying to cancel baseball. He's all, what did I say? Stay in your house. So uh, that happened on the bright side. Lisa is going to be back. It was Woo! very popular earlier this week when Lisa covered sports for us. So you're going to do oh, Lisa like sports it. again? Yes, I will. Do you want to know what's coming up? Yeah, please. Yeah. Tell me what you're talking about. Go football and that yeah. football team. Because who needs a name? Uh, looks like the Washington football team is coming to town. Mm. Uh, that's the name that they're going to be going by for the time being. Tim, Tim they're, they're saying it's temporary, but... I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> right? so I, I think it cuts really? out a lot of the crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> team go. I, I fully support, yeah, the Washington team. Just call them that. Okay, so we've heard a number of people are like, okay, I know the truth. I know what it's actually going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, was, we heard yesterday somebody was, was sure that it was going to be D.C. Sentinels. Okay. And before that, it was the... Uh, Washington. I, somebody seemed really sure it was going to be the Washington Warriors. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that. But for the time being, Washington the team is confirmed they're going to be the Washington Football Team, right? Yeah, the Washington Football Team. I like it. I, I like direct to the point. It's very minimalist. <laughs> I think there's a lot to like there. What team colors are we going with? Just black and white because that's what the name is. It's Washington so generic. Team. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure they'll. Once again, how can you be sure of anything these days? I was going to say I'm sure they'll keep the same colors, but why? <laughs> you know, they're going to sell a bunch of new merchandise. They may not even keep the same colors. Uh, so Lisa's going to have sports headlines coming up for us a little bit later this morning, and Joanna Barba is going to take a look at our entertainment news for today. Yeah, it looks like Disney is making some major changes to its release calendar that includes delaying Mulan from its August 21st release to indefinitely pushing it back 
<laughs> so that that's officially that's off the schedule. Uh, and a lot of movies yesterday were announced that they will be pushed back indefinitely, or some of them are just going to go straight to streaming, as well as a release date like Bill and Ted. That's gonna suck, especially if you imagine like uh, Scarlett Johansson. You made yeah. the movie. It's done. It's just waiting. Yeah, Mulan. Same um, thing. A lot of these movies are they're done. They just haven't. So, been what's the story on Bill and Ted? They will be released into theaters, whatever theaters are open. But they will also be released. Uh, that movie will also be released on streaming the same day. See, and that's part of the problem. A lot of these movie theaters are upset about that. They don't want the movies released right for streaming because a lot of Americans will say, "Hey, I'll go see Mulan. Like, I'll, I'll risk it." But uh, if it's available on streaming, they'll say, hey, "I'll just watch it at home." Yeah, Trolls was the I think the prime example of that. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest hit that week and that it was available on streaming. Right. But, but when Trolls uh, came out, there were not many theaters open at that point. Yeah, I think at that point... They no were starting theaters. to close down. Yeah, they yeah. were already starting to close down in major cities like Los Angeles and New York. Those states were already closing up. So that's a big chunk of that money they would have made in theaters. So and That's when Universal was like, hey, you know what? This actually worked for us. Yeah. In the future, we might just do this too. And that's when AMC was like, uh-uh. Well, I know the one you were mostly disappointed. The one I was mostly hoping to see by now was the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Lisa, I know you were really looking forward to Mulan. <laughs> if they had announced, hey, we're going to put uh, Mulan out on uh, pay, what what do you call it? Streaming. Mm-hmm. Pay-per-view? Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a pay-per-view, yeah. <laughs> would you have been okay with that? Or would you have been disappointed because you really wanted to see it on the big screen? I would probably buy it uh, like because it's available for streaming, absolutely. But if they then released it later in theaters, I'd go see it in theaters too. Because just the way that this movie was shot, because they did on Disney Plus, that service that you don't have. Um, I have it. You it just, just can't watch it. Yeah. yeah um, times out all the time. So they w- buffers? they did buffers. Yeah. It buffers constantly. They do have a series called Inside Disney, and they go into different uh, TV shows. They go into different uh, aspects of the park. And one of the things they looked into was the making of Mulan, and it looks really, really cool. Like all of the different fight scenes that they have and all the special effects. So I, I think it's going to look really good on the big screen. So yeah, I would definitely go and rewatch that movie in theaters. Let's get a preview of news. Uh, Lisa's also doing the news. Brandon returns from vacation on Monday and I guess we'll take over the sports, but I think Lisa's been doing a pretty bang up job. I think so too. Lisa, what it says coming up, uh, what's in our news headlines this morning? Tensions between China and the United States, they are escalating today after China has now ordered the U.S. to close their consulate in the western city of Chengdu. The move was a response. Chengdu must be the Chinese equivalent of Houston. I'm assuming so, <laughs> yes. Uh, the move was a response to the Trump administration's order for Beijing to close their consulate in Houston after the uh, Washington accused Chinese agents of trying to steal medical and other research in Texas. China is rejecting those allegations as malicious slander, and they have warned the closure was breaking down the bridge of friendship between the two countries. Foreign uh, ministry appealed to Washington to reverse this wrong decision, but uh, the relations between the two countries have soured amid, amid a mountain array of conflicts, including trade, handling of the pandemic, technology, spying accusations, 
Um, Democracy protests. Yes, Hong Kong and, Hong and the Kong allegations and of abuse against Chinese ethnic Muslims. There's a lot of different things, but this is just another step in that escalation. All right, so sports headlines and news headlines are going to be covered today by Lisa. We've got that uh, Mo Show calendar on the way a bit later, and we'll have rock news coming up here before too long. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Everybody get pencils and something or pens and something to write on handy because we've got a game of the Florida Man coming up. Florida Man game is on the way as part of our true crime report. And that means it is time to get the true crime report started. Actual crime stories from around the world and across the nation. All right. Uh, I'll save the Florida man game for last, okay? All right. Cool. Canadian man in Calgary got arrested for having $45,000 worth of meth. This was not part of some big sting operation or a long, in, you know... Uh, Average Tuesday or... No. Yeah, was this okay. a Tuesday for him? Police showed up at his apartment... Because he was suspected of shining a laser at a police helicopter. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so somebody somebody was shining a laser at a police helicopter. The police talked to uh, witnesses who said it was this guy, and they showed up at his apartment. It was at his apartment that they found the $45,000 worth of meth. You know, it's like if you had $45,000 of contraband in your car, you wouldn't Maybe speed. You wouldn't go. Th- yeah, you yeah. wouldn't drive 100 miles an hour. Nope. If you've got that much contraband <laughs> in your house, maybe don't shine a laser at a police helicopter. <laughs> but I guess that's why criminal geniuses are considered a rare thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> a, uh, an intoxicated woman refused to get off a plane in Puerto Rico, so the flight had to be canceled. Then, other passengers beat her up in the terminal. (laughs) I don't know whether to feel bad for the woman or not. I don't. I guess I should a little. Uh, It depends on who jumped her. I would need to see pictures of these other passengers. (laughs) Who jumped her? (laughs) It's like that scene in Scary Movie where she's in the the movie theater talking throughout Shakespeare in Love. (laughs) And everybody just stabs her. A 51-year-old woman was arrested near Detroit after she tried to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband. Okay. She tried to hire the hitman on a site called rentahitman.com. <laughs> Wendy, we- Wendy Wine is the 51-year-old woman who wanted to kill her ex-husband. She okay. searched online, and I don't know if this was came up first in the... In the search results, but I have a feeling it, it must have. Mm-hmm. She came across a website called rentahitman.com. <laughs> She's like, seems legit. Let me hit it up. The entire site is a joke. Not meaning like, oh, it's a bad joke. It's got all this flash animation or anything. But it uh, claims to have 18,000 hitmen stationed throughout the world. Nice. And that it's headquartered at the Mar-a-Lago Country Club in Florida. Ah, okay. <laughs> Go on. So it's got all kinds of different things that make it clear that it's a joke. It brags about being an equal opportunity employer and being HIPAA compliant. Oh, okay. 
Well, that's well they, they claim that HIPAA stands for Hitman Information Privacy and Protection ah, Act. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so somehow this uh, woman, Mrs. Mrs. Wine, mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't see it as a joke and fell for it and filled out a request form. Like, this is such a great recommendation. Yeah. She detailed how she wanted her ex-husband to be killed. Oh. Whoever runs the website... Mm-hmm. Responded to the cr- request by calling the police. <laughs> oh God! The police set up a sting in a parking lot, where they sent an undercover cop posing as a hitman. Mrs. Wine was arrested after she off- offered five thousand dollars to the undercover officer. Seems a little low. For the hit, she said she would also reimburse him for travel expenses later. Oh. So she is facing facing charges for solicitation to commit murder. So the guy who runs that site, he said that he gets mm. offers like this a lot, like at least like 10 of them a year. And he always turns them into the police. He's like, I did it as a joke. And now I actually have to like forward all of like these. People hits. are falling for it. It's too uh, convincing. Yeah. The hipper requirements. On, on, on the other, on the other hand, it says that he has prevented more than 130 murders. There you go. Because he <laughs> refers like, all requests welcome. to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy! I don't know whether to show this link on the screen or show not. Show the link. All right. I don't even know what it is, but show the link. Man in Las Vegas walked into an adult toy store last week and mm-hmm. stole the biggest toy they had. Uh-huh. Okay. I hope this is the biggest toy in the world. It's called the Moby, <laughs> after the novel Moby Dick. Oh, okay. I was thinking the DJ. <laughs> no. And it's massive. It's. I thought when you played with it, you like it played Southside. <laughs> no, but it, just to give you an idea of the dimensions. It weighs about 40 pounds, and it's three feet tall from oh base to tip. God. Let me see. Meaning, Let me see. Meaning it's like eight inches taller than Vern Troyer. Oh, geez. You want to see this? <laughs> yeah. Is the camera on the screen? It sure is. Is that okay? It's just reading yeah. the highlights right now of your story. So. All right. There you go. Oh, my God. There is a life-size uh, picture next to a model. Does the girl come with it or no? No. No. <sighs> extra so what do you what do you do with it right? what do you do with it I mean we say that as we have a fist in one of the rooms over here <laughs> yeah, I so I mean I guess it's start- here click on the picture with the people on it do you see that on the bottom no oh that's a, the picture of the Good girl Lord. the dude and then the two people next to it Look, you see people next to it no I don't see that one on the bottom there's th- yeah next to that one no, there's, I don't see that. That picture. one, that, that's the one I want. Well, there are no people there. Oh, there. I see from our angle, it looks like there's two people in khaki suits. It does. There you go. Oh, there's a larger picture. It is I a mean, three foot tall, extreme, huge, and then he uses device. a device. Sure. Okay, well, I want to keep in mind the point of the story is a guy walked oh, in and right. shoplifted this thing, okay? How do you just shop? Did nobody notice? It's 40 or? pounds. Well, he walked into the store. He had a face mask on, picked up the item, tossed it over his shoulder, and walked it out through the front door. I mean... Security cameras got it all on video. Well, it's got a link to the video, but again... It's got to be a decoration. 
No, it's for sale. It's uh No, uh, I know, but if you buy it, it that's like a decoration. Let, it's not useful at all. <laughs> Unless you want to spin around it like a pole. <laughs> Unless you want to pleasure a Tyrannosaurus Rex, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, he really oh did God. throw it over his shoulder. Yeah. Face. That looks hilarious. Just walked it right on out. And nobody fireman carried that the it giant... out. It's a TMZ video, of course. All well, right, no audio here, so. You can just see the guy. He walks in calmly. Like he's going to purchase like, his what usual. What am I going to purchase today? What would the wife like? It's a white man. I'd just like to throw that out there, too. <laughs> this was in Vegas? And the. Yeah. Of course it the was. The toy is in full display. I mean, that's like, kind of on them. If you have that expensive of a device, do you leave it out on the store floor like that? It was like a traffic cone. Yeah. It, it, it is a traffic cone. It, it, <laughs> it, it was for sale. The The store says that the toy normally sells for $1,200. <gasps> I was thinking 10000 Where did I read that at? 1200 For a toy 12. you can't even use. I mean, you I, could, but I, I don't think know. You'd be very surprised at what some people could get up to. Oh my god! The uh, the TMZ reporter says they found it online for only six hundred dollars. So oh, it's overpriced. If you're in the market, right? So uh, three foot long uh, <laughs> sex toy called the Moby Dick. <laughs> well, that is obviously a violation of the penal code. <laughs> Buzz, buy it. We need more decorations for the studio. No, it's time to play the. I, I can't do that. It's time, <laughs> it's time to play the Florida Man game. Okay, I'm ready. Cool. All right. Uh, stand by. I will give you the headline with one word missing, and you have to fill in the one word that's okay. missing. Ah, uh, yeah. Florida Man. Florida, Florida Man. man. <laughs> Florida, Florida Man. Florida in general. <laughs> Florida man. Florida man. Florida. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, we're ready. We're ready. All right. Here's your headline. Okay. Okay. Florida man offers hooker blank for sex. Gets beaten unconscious by hooker and pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Florida man. Florida man offers hooker blank for sex, gets beaten unconscious by hooker and pimp. Mm. All right, as our contestants, meaning Joanne and Lisa, are writing down their answers. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you've got your answer ready. I think I got mine. Good. I an All right. Yeah. All right, Joanna, let's start with you. Okay. Florida man offers hooker blank for sex, gets beaten unconscious. What do you have? I went with hot pocket. <laughs> Ooh. Hot, hot pocket. pocket. And Lisa, what do you have? I was debating between two different things, and I think I'm going to go with a gift card. <laughs> gift card? I was thinking maybe a coupon. He's like, here's a coupon to Red Lobster. But no, nah, I think gift card. That's a good one. Let's see if either one of those are the right good guess, answer. Good, guess, good guesses. Good guess. Good guess. Oh, oh bad guess. Bad guess. No. Bad guess. Oh. All right. Florida man offers Hooker $5 for sex. Oh. Gets beaten unconscious. I mean, it was money. 
It's like two hot pockets. Yeah. <laughs> this happened in Deltona, Florida. The John's name was Joshua Job. And he found this woman via an online escort service. He'd been chatting Mm -hmm. with the escort during the pandemic. Her name is Dallas Wass. She's 35. And he found her on a site called (laughs) Escort Fish. Oh. Oh, okay. They met online two months ago and eventually arranged to meet up to to do it. (laughs) She agreed to have sex with him in June for $95. Okay. And it's not real clear, (laughs) but it looks like that might have happened. Because they met up a second time. This happened early Wednesday. But he had bad news. He was a little strapped for cash. So when we are in a pandemic. He's like, you know how I gave you the 95 the other day? Now I only have the five. Right. (laughs) So he only had five dollars. They had met up, and she yelled at him for (laughs) wasting her time and left. Mm -hmm. But he had her number. He texted her and asked her to please come back. Oh, did he find more money? No, but she she came back. No, but I I love you. (laughs) She came back along with her pimp, and they together beat the man unconscious. Oh, dang. When he came to, he realized they'd stolen both of his cell phones and also taken his $5. So when he called her back, it doesn't sound like he scraped together the other 90. He just was going to give it another shot. He ended up with a broken nose, cuts and bruises on his face, and he needed several stitches uh, to close a gash on his cheek. Oof. He told the police about it, so he reported to the police they arrested the woman and her pimp. They're both facing charges for robbery and aggravated battery. There's no word on if if the man is facing any charges. For soliciting sex for five dollars. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be the charge. I guess there's no charge against you know, insulting a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> How dare you, sir? This is Florida. I am a professional. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no winner today Aww. in the Florida man game. I'm very Aww. sorry to say that. Florida, Florida man, man, Florida man, gave up. Florida man, Florida Makes the best meth in town. Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Again. So you're telling me, like, yeah. if we do the true crime report, we we put it on the podcast, oh, you only hear my voice. You don't hear any of the Florida man song. You Let, don't me, hear singing. You. Let me tell you something, Buzz. I only hear whatever you put into that microphone. All right. So every time well, you're doing the- this, we hear it. I hear it in the podcast. <laughs> I don't do that. Or when you go. Oh, no, you do. You totally do. As someone who listens to her editing it. That's probably Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) This whole week that Brandon's been gone? That was Nico. Oh, gotcha. Where is he anyways? Is he coming in? Yeah, he's on his way. Okay. We'll take a break. so worried there. Brandon is on vacation this week. He'll be back Monday. And Lisa did sports earlier this week, and it was just glorious. It was so good. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
<laughs> and I guess T.J. Miller would know he's Deadpool's bartender after all. Yeah. Right? Time for sports headlines. Oh, Here's Lisa's sports theme to get us started. Lisa's going to be doing the sports because Brandon's gone this week. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> All right, Lisa, what do we need to know about in today's sports headlines? Well, good morning. Yeah. Seattle's new hockey team. Joanna, am I up? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's okay. I got you. Don't worry. All right. With Seattle's <laughs> new hockey team, fans are going to be yelling. Hey. Yeah, the newest oh. NHL team and Seattle's first professional hockey team since 1924. They're going to be named Kraken, a nod to the mythic creatures thought to haunt the Puget Sound. The new team name and logo were debuted yesterday, and the team is the NHL's 32nd franchise and first expansion team since the Las Vegas Golden Knights joined in 2017. It looks like we can tell you right now, the football team in D.C., they have a new name. The Washington football team? Seriously, that's the name. The team announced yesterday they're going to call themselves the Washington football team, pending the adoption of a new name, and it's not a final renaming or rebranding. It's just what they're going to use until they finally adopt that new name. So it's like a placeholder name. Kind of, yeah. So Washington, we also talked about this yesterday. Were they going to be changing the colors for their team? And it looks like they will not be. They said they're going to keep the color scheme. They're going to have burgundy and gold. And that's good news for all the Die Have Howard fans out there who already bought their burgundy and gold paint body paint in bulk. Uh, the <laughs> logos on the helmets are also going to be replaced. And they're going to have instead the players' numbers in gold. I wonder, and this is a serious question, if they're going to have a stadium policy when fans are allowed to return mm-hmm. against wearing throwback jerseys with the, with the offensive mascot and logo. I mean, that's a really it. good question. Uh, we don't really know what is going to happen with that, uh, but we'll have to see. Well, Redskins fans that we have out there, they'll they'll probably let us know when they get those rules. You mean Washington, Washington football team Washington football fans. team fans. Oh. You know, they also Can have... Can you imagine cheering for them? You're like, woo, go! Washington football, football team, go! Yeah. What do you think their mascot's going to be at games right now? A football player. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll, they'll just have a guy dressed, which is one of the Cowboys' mascot is basically just a, a, a plushie of a football player there in a football you go. uniform. I'm here for it. All right, last night we saw the first baseball games of the MLB season, even if it was only two games. But still... It's baseball, and it's back. Now Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association, they have agreed to expand the playoffs to 16 teams for the 2020 season. Dr. Fauci got to throw out the ceremonial what? Did you get to see how he did? Oh, I heard terrible. Do you want to see how he did? Hold on, let me switch camera. Here you go. Get ready. Here's the pitch. I'm ready. <laughs> he looked Aww. like a he looked like a little league kid walking up uh, there. Adorable. He is I love it. To save the world, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, between expert on pandemics and infectious diseases or baseball, I pick infectious diseases. I, I, you know, I was looking close to see if Dr. Fauci was wearing a bulletproof vest because he says that his family has been under constant threats yeah. of yeah. violence. Mm-hmm. Mostly from 
supporters of the president, but it doesn't look. Well, it's so. Uh, it's, it doesn't look like he's wearing a bulletproof vest. There. Well, there's nobody there at the game. Yeah, it's just the players and the team. Uh, I'm sure there was tight security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, uh, but after uh, that, I think Dr. Fauci wishes there weren't any cameramen there either. Yeah. All right, Dr. <laughs> Fauci got to throw out that ceremonial first pitch of the MLB season last night, and now the president. He's going to have his chance. President made the announcement yesterday that he'll be throwing out the uh, the opening pitch at Yankee Stadium. One thing he said he doesn't want to see that day, MLB players kneeling. And well, they, the president said... They did it the game that Dr. Fauci was at yesterday. Yes. The president said he's kneeling during the national anthem. He sees it as a sign of great disrespect. Bad news for Trump. There's a good chance players will be kneeling, considering players from both the Yankees and Nationals knelt before their game last night in D.C. And finally, if you're not thrilled at the idea of seeing Iron Mike Tyson boxing a shark, you're not alone. But don't worry, there's a better comeback battle for Tyson on the horizon. The 54-year-old former undisputed heavyweight champion will be boxing 51-year-old Roy Jones Jr. on September 12th in an eight-round exhibition. Tyson, in an appearance on ESPN's first take on Thursday, he explained his reasoning for why he wants to return back to the ring. The boxing match will be happening in Carson, California, and it will be broadcasted on pay-per-view as well as multimedia platform Triller. Triller will also have a 10-part docu-series leading up to the bout. (laughs) All right. And with sports, I'm Lisa Sanchez. They they won't. Some people were wondering, are they going to wear headgear like amateur boxers do? They're not going to wear headgear, but they're going to be wearing the heavier glove, the 12-pound glove, or the 12-ounce gloves, rather, uh, which don't hit as hard. And here's a little bit of the promo that is running, and you're going to get to hear a little bit from Roy Jones Jr. in this promo. What was the date for the fight again? September 12th. Uh, Okay. Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson in an actual boxing match. Not like a CGI shark in the ring or anything, right? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right. It's almost uh, the weekend, Friday yeah, especially, I think, with the pandemic, uh, everybody's ready to call it a day around 1 p.m. So, yeah. <laughs> Some of the uh, comments this morning, you can comment over on Facebook, on our Facebook, uh, Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook. And you can either just read what's going on in the chat or you can join in the chat. We had a few uh, different comments. Uh, Joe says, Okay, I know what this is about. They are supposed to be their daughters. I was playing some of the uh, Bill and Ted number two trailer. Bill and Ted is going to uh-huh. come out on streaming and in theaters next month. And I was saying uh, there's there's this thing where their their wives are the two princesses that they either rescued or abducted. I don't think it was really clear, like from history and brought them. Did you guys see? Am I? Yeah, uh, I have no idea. Do you guys remember the plot of Bill and Ted? Uh, Have you never seen it? No, no, there's like a phone booth, and I think yeah, like yeah, yeah, the phone booth. Franklin in it. The phone booth is Ben Franklin and uh, yeah. Abraham Lincoln's in it, I think too. And <laughs> so there's a there's Napoleon. a scene in the trailer where they're having couples therapy, and Bill and Ted are played by Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, but the wives are not played by the same actresses, which is fine. But they cast actresses that were like 15 to 20 years younger than Bill and Ted. Mm. But when they met, they were the same age. No, there are also actresses that play their daughter. I was just pointing out it's that Hollywood thing where it's like, oh, middle-aged Bill and Ted, fine. Ooh, we got to re- recast these ugly old Middle ladies. Wives? Yeah. <laughs> right, we got to make them much younger. No, they, yeah, and they also have two 
actresses that are playing their daughters. Cruz says 40 minutes into the show and already running reruns? Weak. <laughs> we haven't run a rerun rock this morning. News. I think it was the rock news. Yeah. I mean, Wait, welcome to the show, dude. We do that every day. <laughs> right. At the same time. Let's see what else is happening. I've got the Mosho calendar and Daily Almanac of events here in just a few minutes. I've got those tequila statistics because it's National Tequila Day. Woo. Somebody burned Will Smith with a joke, and he admitted that it was a good joke. Will posted a video of himself <laughs> jumping rope. And he had the camera attached to the rope. As he was jumping, somebody commented... Okay, don't get entangled. <laughs> oh, sad because it's true. And Will replied, laughing, Okay, I can admit it. That's funny. I'm definitely going to block you, but the joke was funny. <laughs> don't get entangled. Nice. Game respect game. Disney is indefinitely <laughs> postponing the release of the live Mulan uh, remake. That's so frustrating. Was it supposed to have been released March. already? March. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're really uh, sad about Mulan and not Bill and Ted. I don't care about Bill and Ted. But <laughs> Bill Mulan and Ted is going to be released. All, she is all about Mulan. Yeah. Why? Why don't they just release it on streaming like because they do everything else? I think because they're afraid of the money that they're going to lose out on. This this action flick that they're making is. It looks so cool. Like just all of the work they put into it, and they spend a lot of time casting for the right cast for this movie too so they're expecting a huge worldwide uh premiere and numbers to come out from this movie so i think that's why they're like you know what we want to wait until movie theaters are reopened full capacity and we can really just have this movie be our big bang like this is the movie that comes out and just breaks records because that's what they're expecting i mean the actresses that the actress that they got for this movie is one they waited for her like they they went around looking for someone to be mulan couldn't find anyone then this actress became available and they're like that's who we want to look at and they went back to her they chose her handpicked her for this role um just all of the special effects that are in it the fight scenes are there gonna be any songs or musical stuff no, no. so this is actually what hey, i like what? about it no talking dragon either <laughs> but that's what i part. like about this is they made this movie instead of trying to recreate the magic of the first mulan because it was great it was hilarious there were great songs in it so much fun let's stuff. get down to business to defeat the uh, but instead of trying to recreate that same movie, this movie is a lot darker. This movie has a lot more action. There's a lot more fighting scenes involved in it. Uh, so they they changed it up uh, to kind of try and make this make the movie the story is the same, but the actual movie itself is going to be a lot darker. It's going to have a more serious tone to it. A lot more fight scenes. A lot more battles. Um, so I'm just that's why I'm really excited to see how they make this movie because that's the problem like Lion King was like a scene for scene recreating of mm -hmm. Lion King it's like why hmm. I have a lot of feelings on this clearly. is that the reason they haven't announced that they're going to put Tenet on TV or a release date because it seems like they want it in theaters some yeah. of these movies they expect I mean, if it's a crappy movie that everybody knows is going to be 
schlocky like Bill and Ted. They don't have any problem really <laughs> release. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the same thing with uh, the, the, the Black was Movie. Super high for, for yeah, that. the Black Mo- Widow movie, same thing. They they don't want to release it because they're hope, hoping against all hope that they're going to be able to put it in theaters. And smash some box office numbers, yep. Okay. Let's go ahead and get to the Mo Show calendar and Daily Almanac of Events. As we mentioned, today is National Tequila Day, among mm. other things. I've got some interesting statistics about what state's tequila is most popular in. Texas, not in the top five. I would have thought... What? No, that's surprising. You know, we're right there, right? Today is also Lumberjack Day. And National drive Through Day. Mm. It's also National mm. Cousins Day. Oh. oh, Joanna, you think you'll get do you get your cousin anything for National Cousins Day? Which one? Mm. So I, many. I was gonna say we Mexican. Who, who are you closest to? None of them. In, <laughs> same. You know, oddly in Alabama they don't exchange gifts for Cousins oh. Day, but they do give them cousins on Valentine's Day usually. So. Oh, I can't with you. Sick. Birthdays today include actress Elizabeth Moss, who plays Offred in Handmaid's Tale. She's 38 today. She was in one of one of one of the movies I saw in 2020, Invisible Man, but I didn't see that many in 2020 at all. Uh, birthday for actress Anna Paquin, who is 38. Uh, Suki on True Blood. Suki. And Suki. She won the Best Supporting Actress. Oscar when she was 10 years old for the piano. Oh, yeah. Actress Rose Byrne is 41. Uh, Seth Rogen's wife in Neighbors, and she was just in Like a Boss with Tiffany Haddish. J-Lo is having a birthday. (gasps) Jennifer Lopez is 51 today. And also turning 51, retired NBA player Laker, ex-husband of Vanessa Williams, Rick Fox, is 51 today. And another retired athlete, Barry Bonds, who is 56. He has the single-season home run record, but there is a lot of talk that he is not going to get put into the Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. despite that, because it was clear that he was taking just all the steroids not just one. Yeah, all of them. All of them. There weren't enough to go around for anybody else because he was taking so many. Retired uh, NBA. If he's not a Hall of Famer, of course he's going to be one. Carl Malone is 57. Second all-time for most points in a career behind only Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, wait a minute. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar actually holds the record for the most points. Wilt was the most groupies. I get (laughs) statistics confused every now and then. The actress who played Wonder Woman on TV back in the 70s and 80s, Linda Carter, turned 69 today. And Michael Richards, Kramer from Seinfeld. And the dude who ruined his career doing a stand-up show at the Laugh Factory. Michael Richards is 71 today. Gallagher, the comedian who smashes watermelons with a mallet. Yeah. Is 74. Very, was, very innovative act. Was Gallagher a big influence on you? <laughs> I mean, to make salads. 
and uh, fruits, but no. There's also three Gallagher's. I don't know if you knew that or not, but there's Gallagher the second. Yeah, there's yeah. Gallagher's brother. Gallagher's Who he sued. Mm-hmm. And then got sued back. Gallagher the, sued each other? Yeah. Yes. Bitch, don't steal my act. The, yeah. Gallagher 2, who's <laughs> actually his biological brother, looked so much like Gallagher, people were just booking him instead. Yeah. And so Gallagher <laughs> 1 ended up suing Gallagher 2. Who's Gallagher 3? Gallagher 3 is a random guy who who kind of looks like Gallagher and uh, <laughs> decided to pick up the mantle. <laughs> With Gallagher's blessing or without? No, without anybody caring what the other person thinks. Chris Sarandon, who played Prince Humperdinck in the original Princess Bride and was also the voice of Jack Skellington in Nightmare Before Christmas, is 78 today. And Ruth Buzzy, one of the stars of Laugh-In, is 84 today. As I mentioned, today is National Tequila Day. Here are the states where the drink the most tequila uh, somebody looked at the buying habits so this is just based on purchases in all 50 states and ranked mm-hmm. them according to how much tequila which makes the number one a lot a lot more understandable you want to know what it is yeah. mm-hmm. Nevada so they buy uh, a lot of tequila mm-hmm. but they serve it to a lot of people that, makes sense. that are visiting yeah it makes sense uh, it says here the average person drinks 2.3 bottles of tequila, but I'm telling you, the, the whole method is off because a lot of that tequila that gets bought in Vegas is not for people that live in, uh, what in are, Nevada. What are the drinks, Lisa, that are called the, the, the giant ones that you can wear around your neck? Do you know? From Las Vegas. They're like the giant drinks. So you're, you're putting tons of tequila into each drink, basically. I feel like that's more of a Joanna question. I'm or not, Joanna. I don't really wear care. Wear them around like a... They have a name? Like a feed Joanna's bag on all, a horse? Joanna yes. just goes, I want one of those. It's I want gi- the one around my neck. It's a gigantic... Yeah, you need a rope. Because you I've can... I've never even seen Because you that. can drink on the streets in, in Las Vegas. So <laughs> that you can just walk around with these giant things. I, I know in New Orleans, they're hurricanes, but <laughs> I don't know what the ones yeah, in Vegas are called. Like that. They're delicious. So Nevada is almost... Twice as much as the number two on the list, Colorado, uh, averages 1.4 bottles, followed by Arizona, California at number four, Maryland at number five. Texas doesn't come in until six. Whoa. 1.2 bottles in Texas, and New Mexico comes in number eight. Woo! (laughs) So happy National Tequila Day. It seems like a lot of celebrities have their own tequila these yeah. days, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It must be really easy to do. You know, just like, <laughs> oh yeah, put my name on it. There's some factory down in... I think it's got to come from tequila, from that... Jalisco. From that part of Mexico for it to officially be tequila, right? Yes. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Joanna's going to get to our entertainment news and Hollywood chit-chat in just a moment. But we do have a Karen update. All right, this is the uh, lady who went to go pick up her pizza. And, um, you know, usually the thing with these Karen mask deals is mm-hmm. they're upset that they that they have to wear a mask. Well, she's upset that she has to wear a mask, but she's also upset that the employees are wearing masks. And she says uh-huh. it's because she's hard of hearing, which sounds... Listen, I know people are hard of hearing, but it sounds like the same thing with those like fake medical excuse cards you're right. to, with all the spelling errors that, that mm-hmm. you see on Facebook. Something tells me that she's pulling one of those. So uh, this is what went down at a 
a Papa Murphy's pizza joint in California. (laughs) (laughs) What, Karen? (laughs) That's great. I gotta hear that again. Also, we were laughing too hard. We didn't hear what she said. (laughs) Mm. I have a right. We all have a right Mm -hmm. to pizza. She knows. I I remember that right. It was one of the third article of the Constitution. She knows her rights. But don't forget, you have to fight for your right. (laughs) All right, time for entertainment news. Here is Joanna Barbo with all of our entertainment. Hollywood News, good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Mel Gibson was hospitalized for a week in April after contracting coronavirus. 64-year-old actor representative confirmed that he has since made a full recovery. That's great for him. Hooray. Uh, Star was treated at a hospital in in Los Angeles, California. Uh, yeah, good for him. I've got a surprise for you. You do? We have Mel Gibson on the phone. You, oh! guys, can, you guys can quiz him about oh this God. or ask oh him my, any questions yes. you want. He said he'd be happy. Uh, Mel, are you there? Uh, the girls wanted to ask you some questions. Have you fully recovered since your sickness? Oh, I'll take that as yes then. (laughs) Lisa, did you have a question for Mel Gibson? Damn, Mel. Did you just call Joanna a bitch? Mel Gibson just called me a bitch. (gasps) Buzz? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was Buzz breathing. I got so confused. Um, Nico, you not very often you get chance to talk to a big Uh, movie star like Mel Gibson. uh, Mr. Gibson, do you have any uh, any projects in the works right now? Okay. Yeah. Is that the name of it? (laughs) (laughs) This man had coronavirus and we're just finding out about it. I'm sure he was a real treat for all the nurses on on his on his floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> this interview it has not gone well off the rails <laughs> <laughs> alright moving on this could be the new reality of film distribution when Bill and Ted Face the Music comes out on September 1st it will hit theaters and video on demand at the same time this is just the latest in a long line of movies that have been available for home viewing early because of the pandemic Meanwhile, Disney is making major changes to its release calendar that includes delaying Mulan from its August 21st release indefinitely and pushing back the debuts of future Star Wars and Avatar movies by a year, making Avatar, the sequel, another 10 years. By that point, kids are going to be like, what's Avatar? Yeah, I honestly don't care about <laughs> Avatar at all anymore. And You're I thought the first one was pretty impressive visually <laughs> anyway. This is the fourth time that Mulan has been delayed since March. With Mulan vacating its August release date, there are now no Hollywood blockbuster releases for the month of August. Tenant moved out from its August debut on Monday and has yet to announce a new release date. Fans will also have to wait until next year to see the sequels to A Quiet Place and Top Gun. And they'll also have to wait uh, another two years for the Spider-Man movie. The sequel to Spider-Man Far From Home, sorry. That was originally scheduled for 2021, and it's now moving on to 2022. So movie delays everywhere. 
And with entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> Did you, uh, oh, I thought you were going to do the Bill and Ted. That was a, was that in there? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it, well, Bill and Ted will be on video on demand at the same time that it's released in theaters. Somebody has uh, yeah. suggested a topic okay. from the world of entertainment. Sure. Roberto in our Facebook chat says you guys need to talk about the porn parody of Tiger King. Oh. Nobody else. When I hear that, I assume it's a gay porn, right? <laughs> I don't know. It, it could right? go any way. Wouldn't that yeah. be like pretty much the only way? But I feel it turns like out it goes in this. Oh my God, Bert! It's not. What the hell? That's an image from the Tiger King. Uh, okay. an adult uh, film studio. Buzz and Nico answer right now. Would you still hit that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that um, a female? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a female. Who, so I like how you said yeah, and then asked. Afterwards. The Tiger King. <laughs> yeah, good job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wait, it's it's not a deal breaker, but it is a female. Right? <laughs> not a deal breaker. <laughs> Joe Exotic is going to be played by Nadia White, and Carol Baskin is going to be played by adult film star Macy Cartel. Wait, is it Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin doing it? Or? You know, I don't know. Who knows? Anything goes really with this. We could speculate on the plot points of the Tiger King. What do you think the title is going to be? Um, I should have music in it. I know yeah. that the movie should. Yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> oh, all of you. Buzz. I'm the tiger. <laughs> And a tiger man. <laughs> hey, all you horny cats and kittens. No! It's <laughs> great. Oh, Where are wow. they going to find somebody with one arm to play that what one What is that, work? like, under her boobs? That, yeah. Bullet holes? Yeah. Bullet that's, holes. Oh, my God, why are there bullet holes? That's how Joe Exotic has those tattoos. Oh, okay. They, right. they recreated the tattoos that that's Joe Exotic tattoos. has. Yeah, he has bullet hole tattoos. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, I got some uh, kind of like science news. But first of all, this is a, a question that I think I've asked aloud. When they report COVID-19 uh, deaths, like a lot of times they say, well, the, the person had underlying health conditions. But as I was looking at the ages, you know, if somebody's in their 70s or 80s, what are the chances they don't have some kind of underlying health condition? <laughs> and uh, this kind of goes toward answering it. There's a new report from the CDC that says 40% of Americans have at least one underlying health condition that puts them at the risk of severe COVID-19 complications. So I believe it. As this debate, which is not really a debate because, you know, there's only one side that's backed up by the science and the medicine. Uh, but some people want to debate it nonetheless. You hear them say, well, you know, they died of COVID-19, but they had an underlying condition. Apparently, 40% of us do. In fact, it was kind of the other day we were reporting on the local deaths, mm -hmm. and one of them was a man in his 80s with no underlying health conditions. Uh, and we feel very, very sorry for him and his family. But that was shocking that you got a report of an elderly person who had no underlying health conditions. 
That's 40% of Americans across the board of all ages. If you narrowed it down to people over 60, I'd be curious how many people. It's got to be most, right? Yeah. Once you get to a certain age. Researchers in Hungary say they accidentally created a new type of fish. Accidentally? That was the word in the headline that jumped out at me. They accidentally (laughs) created a new type of fish called a sturtlefish. A sturtle. They did it by mistake. They accidentally crossed an American paddlefish with a Russian sturgeon to create the new hybrid fish. (laughs) How bored are fish scientists? I don't that know. That's what they get up What's to. What's it called again? I gotta find what this fish looks uh, like. A sturtlefish. Sturtlefish. It's uh, I can bring it up for you. Okay. Oh, hmm. oh, it's not pretty at all. <laughs> what is a pretty fish? Like Nemo, right? Nemo. <laughs> okay. A dory. That's a scary fish. <laughs> if I saw that in the ocean, I'd freak out. Yeah. And MIT did an interesting thing. This week was the 51st anniversary of the moon landing. So they did a deep fake video. And and it's interesting for a couple of points. If you hadn't heard, there was a speech that had already been written for President Nixon to give if something went wrong. Oh. So they had written it out if it was like, well, you know, they're, they're stuck on the moon or, you know, they died or whatever. But it's also interesting from the aspect of it being a deep fake video because these things are getting really oh, good. Yeah. yeah, they are. They say it's that, scary that good. if you analyze it closely, you could tell s- some artifacts in the video, but the audio, they did a deep fake of Richard Nixon uh, giving the pre-written speech, which was written by, one, uh, I think it was William Sapphire, one of his, one of his speech writers. Uh, But check this out. This is a recreation of what the president would have read to the nation if if things had not gone as they did. If things went sideways on that first moon mission. So what are you more uh, stunned by? The content of the speech or the fact that they were able to make it so realistic that Nixon was saying it. He never gave this speech. I want to point out he never gave this speech. (laughs) But we know like they have to have these types of speech written out beforehand. I think it's more shocking how real it looks, how convincing it is. There's going to come a time when you'll see somebody do something on video and the first claim is going to be, well, you can't even believe your own eyes anymore. You know, because it could <laughs> right. be it could be deep fake. Wasn't there a senator or a politician who tried to do that already? Tried to claim deep that fake. they were deep fake because they were caught in some kind of compromising uh, situation or whatever. Someone on the East Coast, and it was some sort of sex scandal. It was right when the deep fakes started first well, happening. Yeah, uh, sure, that that could happen. That somebody could be deep fake. I mean, it's definitely going to happen. But I think what is also going to happen is it's going to be a convenient excuse for a lot of people. You know, I mean, yeah. say, say the, the Entertainment Tonight, Billy Bush, Donald Trump video uh, came out today. He could claim, you know, somebody could claim, oh, well, that, that's not me. That's not my voice. That's not even my image. Here's one. Before we get to that point, though, earlier this week, uh, when Donald Trump did his first uh, press briefer about coronavirus, at the end he took questions and 
somebody asked him about Ghislaine Maxwell, who was Jeffrey Epstein's partner in crime. Right. Mm-hmm. So we know this wasn't a deep, deep fake. But <laughs> even Republicans are pulling their hair out. It's like you, they just ask you about this woman who was Jeffrey Epstein's twisted cohort. And he gives mm-hmm. his answer. So I don't know if you've ever heard the QAnon conspiracy. You've probably heard it mentioned before, but there are all these people who, who they really be- this is what they actually believe is that wealthy people, mostly Democrats mm-hmm. and liberals, are abducting children so they can extract their adrenochrome, which is a substance made by the body. It it. They they say it's like to keep them youthful or whatever. The whole thing is just is just bonkers, and most of these people got it from the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas because Doctor Gonzo tells Hunter S. Thompson a story about this, and it's not true, but they've taken it to be true. But uh, this is the kind of thing they're talking about: is these rich connected people. So I was like, well, surely the QAnon people must have jumped on this when they asked <laughs> Donald Trump right. about Ghislaine Maxwell. They must have been like, oh my God, he he's friends with her and wishes her well. Okay, first oh, of all, he knows, know the the situ- uh-huh. he knows the situation well enough to imply that Bill Clinton was on the Lolita Express. You know, he's, he's right. made these claims about these people right. against other people, and now he's claiming he doesn't know what's up. He definitely knows about these claims because he's thrown them out against yeah. his rivals. Okay. So I, I go on so like uh, the conspiracy subreddit over at Reddit and things, and here's the response from the QAnon community. Ah, very sneaky. He's pretending to be friends with her so he can get more information. So it's like you've got oh. you've got an actual rich guy, guy uh-huh. who who you know knew Jeffrey Maxwell, and he defends his partner in crime. That's not evidence that that guy did anything wrong. It's evidence somehow in this twisted worldview. That he's the only guy against it. It's just, I didn't think the QAnon conspiracy could get any crazier, but it gets, <laughs> gets crazier by the day. Let's not forget this, by the way. If this had been a, a Democrat, if it had been Obama, let's say, coming out and saying things about Oh, the outrage. This, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This would be the proof they needed. But since it's their guy that they think is somehow the savior of the world... Not only uh-huh. they're either silent on it or they they take this and go see that proves Trump Trump's a good guy after all it you really got to make a round peg fit in a square hole <laughs> to defend it from that perspective. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're into the fifth and final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show. We're getting ready for the weekend. I'm sure you are, too. We do have a little bit of rain in the forecast for today. In fact, really, really good, strong chance of thunderstorms as the afternoon goes along. That's a little overcast today. <laughs> and looking I, outside? Yeah, I was trying to look outside. I was like, <laughs> I just realized we... We have a window. <laughs> I was about to speculate on what it looked like outside. And I'm like, Let's see. 
Yeah, it doesn't look like it's raining now, but we got 40-50% chance of uh, thunderstorms today. And Do you know how that 40-50% to 50%, whenever they say what the percentage chance of rain is? Because I, I thought I knew what it meant. Like, say it's a 50% chance of rain. That's a coin toss. It might or it might not. Right. That's not it at all. Oh, no? No. Chuck DeBroder. Shout out to Chuck. I think he listens sometimes. Chuck G. Chuck explained it to me. And even then, like, I should have just trusted Chuck, but I'm like, no, that can't be right. So I wouldn't check it. You didn't believe Chuck DeBroder? So here's the way it works. When they say a 50% (laughs) chance of rain, Mm -hmm. they mean it's going to rain. And it's 50% gonna ra- of the day? No, 50% of the coverage area. So like oh. for El Paso, 50% of our area is going to get rain. Right. When, when Chuck told me that, I was like, that, come on. Do you feel lied to? Because I kind of do. Shut up. I'm dying. No way. You you didn't know that's the way it works? No. 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 Well, neither did I until a few years ago. That's amazing. Oh, that makes a lot that more sense so now. <laughs> does like, it? No, it does. Because when you think about it... The east side gets a lot more rain than, like, for instance, the west side does, right? or, like, or in this area specifically, yeah, I too. was totally blown away when I found that out. I am shooketh right now. So that that uh. means it's going to rain, and it's going to be over four, probably 40 to 50% of the city. And we are probably in that 50% that will not see it. I don't know. I've been getting rain over on, on my side of town. <laughs> it was pretty rainy Every last night. night. Uh, yeah. I can always... I don't have, like, my parents have a rain gauge, but what I have is a big hole that the city won't fix at my street. Nice. <laughs> Respect. I like it. And I can always look oh, at yeah, it and go, Oh, yeah, because that's the one that they say it's private, and then when you try and get it filled in, they're like, mm, it's public. You can't do it. It's on a street. So <laughs> you, you call the city, and they say it's a it's a private, because it's a cul-de-sac, say it's a private drive. Right. So then you try and call somebody to pay them out of your pocket to fix it. And they say, oh, we can. It's on a public street. Okay, it's like so there's why don't you no call way. someone on the low to fill it in? Just like, I have a cousin who can do this I for was going to say, yeah. There's people that'll do it. There's probably uh, listeners that'll do all it. All I know is I think that that chug hole in my cul-de-sac is responsible for <laughs> 70% of mosquitoes in the Upper Valley. Probably. So, yeah, that's an interesting little thing. So today it says we've got... Uh, chance of afternoon thunderstorms. That means there are going to be thunderstorms. There's going to be rain. It's going to fall on 38%. Now, a forecast could be wrong. Yeah, Uh That can still happen, but you just keep that in mind. So on Saturday afternoon, we're looking at uh, 15 to 25% chance of rain in the afternoon, and then a little less on Sunday, 15% chance, uh, mostly in the uh, afternoon evening on Sunday. So just keep that in mind. Oh, it's so nice though, especially after last week. Oh, oh. this morning it was so nice and fresh outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. <laughs> Yesterday was a little muggy, but I'll take muggy under that blistering heat. It was, yeah, it was a tiny bit mm-hmm. humid. It was usually don't it get was, that. Junior was so poofy. <laughs> Let me give out the phone number because I wanted to ask uh, a couple of opinions on things. I want to make sure you have the phone number. You give us a call, uh, 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. There's a specific question from opening day of baseball that I wanted to ask. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who are are very 
against athletes kneeling for the national anthem. I just want to let you know what they did yesterday in the Nationals and Yankees game and ask you if that's okay. But before we do that, Lisa, I wanted to ask you. What's up? Um, they did a survey of people with gym memberships. 59% of people with gym memberships say they don't plan to renew them. When they run out, they're not going to renew them. Uh, over half said that they found better, more affordable ways to stay in shape during the pandemic. Would that just be a killer for gyms or are gyms doing so much business that they'd still be able to keep their head above water? Absolutely. That could be a killer. Um, I, I would think so, too. It's almost 60 percent of people who have decided, oh, I'm, you know, I can do this at home. Uh, yeah, I, I think one people were ha- were forced because things were closed. So a lot of people were forced to find different ways to work out. So people invested in a lot of their own equipment. So people bought bikes, they bought boxing things, they bought uh, weights for their own house. They bought- so a lot of people have put a lot of money and investments in to their workouts at home. And so once, you know, the gyms are opening, they're kind of like, well, I've been doing okay, you know, on my own. Mm-hmm. It, there are other people out there. Like I'm one of those people. I love going to the gym, but mostly because of the friendships. So I, I have to be held. I need to be held accountable. So going <laughs> to the gym, you know, people at your gym. Yeah. I know. That always exactly. seems weird to me. If I don't know them from outside the gym, that's the only way I would know. So I don't make friends with people in the gym. Oh my gosh. No, I'm like, I'm friends with everybody at the gym. I, Adrian is now my bread, my bread dealer. Oh, he makes yeah. the most delicious sourdough bread. He had some of Adrian's bread the other day. Yeah. Adrian goes to my class. good bread, bro. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, he makes me a sourdough bread. Um, Do you socialize a lot at the gym? Have you met me? Like, yeah, I know, but I don't you to go the to the gym, gym with her once, and she goes like around the entire gym talking to everybody. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's when I go, and I don't go <laughs> that much anymore. But when I when I would go, I I put my head down and put some earplugs in and get it done <laughs> and get it over with. There's no. a good chance that I don't speak to one word to anybody I, the entire time I'm there. That's the thing is like I I yeah I'm very social, but I also like to be I like like that like when I. Like, I think it was over Christmas. I wasn't going to the gym because I had two weeks off. Why am I going to go? And my <laughs> trainer called me. Yeah, I was like, this is when I sleep in. I'm going to eat all the food. And my trainer, Ethan, called me. And he's like, hi, uh, my name's Ethan. I work out at Push. Uh, I just want to make sure you didn't lose the address of where we're located. And, you know, <laughs> was talking so much smack. I was like, all right, dude, I'll be there. Don't worry. And so I went. But it's because they do hold you accountable. And if you, you know, especially when they say, like, okay, I'm going to see you on Tuesday. On Tuesday, right? Yeah, okay, great. I'll bring you, you know, this or yeah, we talk all the time and then um the even the gym the another gym that I go to, I go to Ratio and that group same thing. They have birthday parties. Well, maybe they, if I maybe that's my problem. I look at it too much like like work, like drudgery. Mm-hmm. No, I love like my friend Christina and Chris, they go to Ratio too. I was walking Tubby the other day through my neighborhood and they another couple that goes to the gym they live in my neighborhood and they were all over there together and they're like hey what's up come say hi you know and so yeah no it's a it's as much of a workout as it is a social thing too but it's the accountability of you know someone saying hey i'll see you on tuesday right yeah, yeah i'll be there <laughs> about um some good good conversation going on over in the facebook chat today okay i i won't go back as far as to where i was talking about the way the percentage of rain works mm-hmm other than to say 
the first time Buzz said that on the air years ago, it blew my mind. Yeah, that was probably when I found out. Like from Chuck, I go, hey, guess what? The chance of rain is totally different than what you think it is. Oh, my God. I'm still shooketh over that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Melissa, Melissa, God bless you. You're in there every day, it seems like. Uh, Melissa says, people act like it's so hard to work out without a gym or classes. Let me tell you. And, and I'm going to mention a gym here in a positive way or a negative way, depending on how you take it. <laughs> I start I, when I go to the gym now, I I ask myself, did I really do anything? Because I didn't break a sweat. And I used to go over to... <laughs> I, no, I could see that argument, yeah. You know, I went around, I lifted the weights, and I go to the next thing, but, but I really didn't sweat. You know, I maybe lightly perspired. Do you remember the place that Al Frank Catucci owned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I used to go to with Mondo? Uh-huh. What was Bio, that called? Biometrics. Biometrics. Yeah. Well, you would go in there... And the way that worked, you'd go in and like once a week, they they give you your testosterone shot. So it was like a doctor and a gym. But then you worked out with these trainers, mm-hmm. and these guys, <laughs> you knew you had gotten a workout. By the yeah. time I was covered in sweat, yeah, I mean, but I hated it so much. You went ham in but, the workout, or huh? You went ham in the workout, or what's ha- oh hard as yeah. 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 Okay, I didn't know that, but yeah. No, see, we're teaching. I went John Ham on that workout. Well, you didn't have any other choice. <laughs> but one thing about it, you, you knew. knew you had worked out when you were done. Now I go to the gym by myself, and it's like, boy, I'm barely All sweating. Sad. Is it even worth it? <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I can do it, but only about like once or twice a week at my house by myself. Because, yeah, you're right. I'll be sitting there thinking I need to work out. And then instead, oh, but I could also, you know, start the laundry or I could also, you know, go do the dishes. And I'll start finding other things to do except for working out. But I think it's a little bit of, yeah, you're right. It's the having the other people there to motivate you to keep you on track to make sure you're doing your mm-hmm. workouts. Like yesterday, I was supposed to only go to the gym for an hour and then my my teacher, she goes, hey, you know what? Why don't you take the class afterwards? There's only one girl in it. You know, uh, just come in and take the class. So I got suckered into two hours of working out last <laughs> night suckered. and I was shaking by the time I left. I was winded. I was drenched in sweat. I was shaking. I was like, why did I do this to myself? And But it's because, you know, I normally wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have stayed, but she just said, yeah, I'd want to just stay with me for a bit. And I thought, okay, fine. You know, I'm very easily motivated. Like, okay, I'll go with you. And so, um, you know, that's why I can't have vans that say free candy on the side. I'm like, okay. Here's what somebody says. Lisa, you you may retort to this because Mm -hmm. uh, Lisa's one of those people in the gym talking to people, taking selfies for two hours and works out for 10 minutes, takes selfies and leaves. Is that true, Lisa? Not even. No, I wish. No, No, I'm telling you, I've been to the gym with Lisa. She gets and after she it. She will work out, but still be talking to the person. That- <laughs> Somebody <laughs> wanted to know. Talking to me, and I was on that bike, and I'm like, "Not now, Lisa. I'm dying." Yeah, no, I, I have, I do, I am a very healthy talker at the gym, but I also do work out an, an extensive amount too. Um, yeah, I mean, and especially like with like the aerial stuff, I, I can't talk. I'm upside down. I can barely breathe, let alone have like a conversation. I forget what I'm doing half the time. Here's what Bilbo said. Bilbo usually is trolling people, but this is actually like a good comment. So he says, some people prefer (laughs) the setting to motivate them to work out, just like some people can't study at home and need to be in a library. 
Yeah, no, like, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's very true. Like if I'm at home, I find myself getting distracted, and I get sidetracked, and I maybe even won't even do the full workout because I'm by myself. <laughs> Thank you, Orlando. Says Buzz is country strong, so he doesn't need to work yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people like that. You know, my my dad. He goes to the gym two hours a day, and but he does it, and then he has his friends at the gym, so that's kind of his socialization time to see other guys and you know hang out with the but buddies. Maybe you just need to learn how to make friends. Yeah, maybe that's gym. what it is. I don't want to. I can guarantee oh. you, if I went to your gym, I would have friends the first day. Really? Like, oh yeah. I bet you will. Well, they're 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 discouraging people from standing around talking at the gym that that I. I hate to say I even go because I've been going so little, but the gym that I pay a membership for, they they tell you, you know, don't stand around chatting with each other. Well, you other. don't. You're on the treadmill. Well, You'll but talk. because you're of, on the bicycle, you talk. Or if you're, you know, working out and you need a spot, you'll have to ask someone to spot you. Or if you need, yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can make friends at the gym. Les, mm. do we need to teach you how to make friends? Maybe. I've never made a friend at the gym. I'm just there to do it. I can make a Run friend. Run the clock, <laughs> get I what I have to do in, and then get the hell out of there. I always I get trash talked by my friends because they're like, wherever you take Lisa, she always has a friend. She always has people she knows. I'm like, because I'm friendly. Like, I just talk to everybody. My mom <laughs> left me one day at the farmer's market because I made friends with the old man that was selling little jewelry on the side. <laughs> Lisa. But I got a free necklace out of it because I bought two necklaces. And he goes, you know, you're so nice. You're so sweet. He was a veteran of the war. Uh, his name was Bill. He was at the Las Cruces <laughs> Farmers You're doing it now, aren't you? What? Making friends. Yeah. You're just like. I just like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I'm very friendly. We're lucky she came back from Starbucks. <laughs> oh, gosh. With our drinks. I know. There was a very nice man in line behind me, though. We had a good conversation. All right. Well, that's hunky-dory. <laughs> Let's take a break. So they did something where every player kneeled yesterday. And I just wanted to throw out there, and this was at the Nationals-Yankees game. I tuned in yesterday thinking, okay, first day of baseball, I'm going to watch some baseball, and I tuned into that game, and they were in a rain delay. I guess they finally finished, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's like, this season is cursed. Yeah. They, they, four, four months late, they're only going to play 60 games. They're not going to have fans in the stand, and the first game I tune in for is – got a rain delay because it's like a once in a hundred year rain that was going on. Uh, so uh, when we come back, I'll, I'll tell you or show you what they did yesterday uh, with the kneeling and the national anthem. And then I, I would just like to know, do you have a problem with that? You know, people have a problem with what Colin Kaepernick did. Do you have a problem with what the players did? And it was both teams too. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that a little bit. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, I hope everybody's set. We're going to get the weekend started here before too long. Uh, oh, this is going to work out good because Steve's uh, hooked up and we could talk. I want to talk about the... Oh, Steve! I want to talk about the uh, baseball season opener yesterday anyway. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Buzz. Uh, I'll get to the baseball here in a second. Because they, they did something before the game with the players from both teams, Yankees and the Nationals. And I just want to know, well, does this make 
anybody happy? Is anybody okay with this that wasn't okay as far as the, you know, mm-hmm. kneeling uh, at any point during the game? But but first tell him how amazing I did at sports. Awesome. She did another great job, Steve. Thank she was you. really, really incredible. Do not ask me any specifics think, about what I said, though, because I probably don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, Lisa, next, well, let's see. No, on August 6th and 7th, so that's a Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Adrian's going to be taking vacation days. Would you like to uh, fill in for him and work with me on Sports Talk? Because I think the two of us could have a, a very entertaining uh, three-hour show for a few days. Uh, You're not even here. What's she going to do, run the board for you and Gary D? And no, but she'll also she'll be very vocal on the radio. I will try. Listen, you, you, you want me to you run a board? <laughs> no, no, not just that. Not just that. You have to listen to you have to listen to Adrian on the air because Adrian talks all the time. And oh, this sounds and, terrible. And that's that's the beautiful thing about it. This so yeah, you would terrible. be talking a lot. I will be setting you up throughout the show. I'll be like, how about you saying, run right, the Lisa, board? We got a, um, you run the board, and I'll be at your mm-hmm. house with your wife, and we'll just drink wine together, and occasionally like chime in on the show. If that was to happen, I would be worried that there would be nobody to talk to because what will happen is after two minutes, yes, after two minutes, the microphone is down. You guys are somewhere else. And that'll be the last I hear from you. Say so less, no, I mean, that will not be the case. I saw the headline. I'm sure. Uh, I'm this, sure. I saw a headline this morning that Mike Tyson was going to come out of retirement and fight another fight legend. And I said, oh, it's the stupid shark story <laughs> from Discovery. And I just threw it down. But then I got in and it was like, no, he's going to fight a human. So uh, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson announced he's going to fight Roy Jones Jr. in an exhibition match. And it's going to be in September in Carson, California. Mike Tyson is 54. Roy Jones Jr. is 51. And have you uh, seen the the hype tape about it yet? I have. Yeah. I have. All right, let's hear just a little bit of it. I think it's terrific, by the way. Don't you? Uh, yeah, maybe. So here's a little bit from the hype tape. Well, this isn't the hype tape. If you've seen those videos of Mike Tyson working out and this the sound that he makes uh, against that heavy bag when he hits it, there's no mm-hmm. doubt that, that he has kept himself in phenomenal shape for a 54-year-old man. Uh, Unbelievable. Here's Roy Jones Jr.'s uh, take on it, and this was from the hype reel. All right, there it is. Has he spoken to God? Like, Does he know for <laughs> sure he's on his side? Because maybe God's like, mm, I've seen Tyson. I, I wouldn't imagine that that God is a Tyson fan, but if he were laying money, I think he'd probably put it on Tyson, I guess. All right. um, most of Roy Jones' career was not as a heavyweight. He did a little no. time as a light heavyweight and a little time as a heavyweight, but most of his career, he was a, he was a middleweight, right? That's correct. No, not a middleweight. I think like he a super was middle? a... Um, he was or light heavy yeah, or light light heavyweight light heavyweight i mean he was you know he didn't have to go up that high in weight to uh, to win that heavyweight title late in his career so what have you what do you know about this uh fight eight rounds i guess they're going to be mm-hmm. wearing like the the amateur gloves but they're not wearing headgear so well, let's put it this way. I am so excited when I heard this because I... No, Just I'm to see Tyson in action again? Too. Yes! 
I don't care if he's 54. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to see Mike Tyson back in the ring again. And those workouts looked amazing. So, you know, I hope. And here's the thing. This could be. So I'm trying to figure out the way this fight's going to go down. Like, will it go down as one of those classic um, Rocky Balboa exhibitions when he was like 60 and he was fighting? Uh, what was the name of the Antonio Tarver character in Rocky Balboa? Mason the Remember that Dixon. one? Mason there the you go. Dixon. Thank you. Good for you with the obscure movie trivia. Yeah. Mason the Line Dixon. And it turned into a just, I mean, an absolute all-out war where those guys were, were throwing bombs and, and, and just trying to, to cream each other. Now, I would love that. So I don't know if that's going to be what's going to happen. But regardless, uh, I can't wait. I think that's terrific. That's just what boxing needs. I need a couple of guys in their mid-50s well past their prime to get back into the ring again. And I hope Tyson comes back with that crazy beard of his, that white beard, and just looks like, you know, <laughs> it'd be perfect to see him come out like that. I, I don't remember who said it, but at one point somebody said there's no old-timers day in boxing, but... There is. I mean, <laughs> uh, George Foreman, 20-some-odd year, 25 years ago almost, won uh, the heavyweight championship at the age of, I think, 45 at the time. Now you've got guys who are boxing in, in their 50s, and maybe, they're, maybe they do need to have like a senior. Although, listen, people don't talk about CT and boxing, probably because they're not unionized like football is, but... It's a it's a brutal sport, and anybody Absolutely. getting back into it, you know that's that's just going to ring their bell even more. Which you probably don't need as you're getting into that age that Tyson is getting into and Roy Jones Jr. You know, probably True. probably as as much as you could avoid having traumatic brain injury. It's a good advice for all ages, but especially for these guys that are getting a little older. I think that's pretty accurate, uh, as you describe it. But look, I mean, boxing needs something different for fans to get interested in. And, you know, that's this. This is this is different. So I'm all right for it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I don't know. How much are they charging it for pay-per-view? I didn't see that information. Would you pay for it? That's the better question. Would you actually shell out part of your hard-earned buzz cash to watch those two 54-year-olds fight? No, I'm I'm pretty much to the point where I I hate to support that kind of, you know, because it's because of the damage that it does to people. I I'm hesitant to support combat sports w- with my money. You know what I mean? I do, but I, I'm, um, I'm, I thought you've shelled out money before. I have. Didn't you? I did for the what was the one uh, the the uh, oh uh, Tyson Fury fight. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did shell out for that one. I hear you. But I'm not real comfortable watching football much anymore. I mean, I definitely watch the college season, but I I do it not as wholeheartedly as I used to. I just think that it's probably a thing that we're going to look back at. It's going to be similar to like the gladiatorial fights. It's like, wow, that was really uncivilized unless they can fix it. So that, you know, most of these athletes don't end up. No, I mean, if they went flag football, you just get rid of it. But it's uh, hard for me. I've never to, 
to I've never known you as somebody that's going to that's going to turn something down because it's too violent. I've never seen I've never known that about you that you suddenly have a Yeah, I've never been know, a huge a fan policy. of combat sports. I never got into UFC or anything. Okay. I I I mean there's but, been a movement yeah. to get rid of what they call blood sports, you know, sports that by necessity end up with life-changing injuries. And I think I'm kind of getting did you on like that bandwagon. The Rocky movies, or did you ever feel like the Rocky movies were too violent and they possessed a, uh, you know, you felt that it was just too too brutal, too physical for poor Rocky Balboa, who clearly <laughs> was right. beaten. You know, his brains were beaten in over the course of those well, six movies. No, I'm serious. I, because I don't know if the you know is, this, you don't but like, they didn't really land all those punches. But the point is, you do not, um, you do not, you know, want to talk about these kind of you know, boxing and football because it's too violent. And no, I'll talk about it. I just when I'm, you're watching a movie, I'm, you're drawing the line at a different place. I said, I, I don't think I feel comfortable supporting it with my with financially by going to it. And as far as high school football, that is just as a society that's unconscionable that we let. 14, 15 year olds go out and play a sport that just has so much long term physical repercussions. I don't know. It's just, that's just my when opinion. When did this start from you? When I've, I have never heard this out of your mouth in 25 years of knowing you. When did you start this, like having this belief? Because it wasn't years ago. I can guarantee you that. I just gradually over, like the, that over the years, Texas, oh, gradually. Now, when we were at the Texas OU game. Trust me, you saw some big hits. You weren't like cringing and saying, "Man, that's got to hurt." You were you were rooting <laughs> them on, and your and you had your jersey on, and you were screaming and yelling and having a great old well, time. So, Buzz's this, defense, I'm not saying you are allowed to change your opinion as you get older and as you know more information and more research comes out on the subject. So, it's, thank you, Lisa. Yeah, so I, I'm supporting you. Can on you this. hear Lisa? Oh, I can hear Lisa completely. Yeah. Um, again, this is, uh, I just want to I'm know, not saying get rid you know, of all sports. When started. I'm not even saying ban professional football. I mean, at least in the professional level, you're getting paid millions of dollars. At least you're getting that. How about hockey? Hockey too violent for you? Because, you know, guys do try to go in at full speed and check each other into the glass I, you know, I'm not wearing hockey, ice skates. I'm not a hockey fan, so it has, I haven't even given it any of my thought, but. Not yeah, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not all that comfortable supporting boxing and to a lesser degree football at this point. I again, that's I respect your opinion because I, I don't think nobody's right or wrong. I just did not expect your opinion. That's how about all how about it. all these retired comes football, a little bit of a surprise. How about all these retired football f- players who said I wouldn't let my kid if my kid wanted to get into it, I would discourage them from doing it. I mean, there are a lot of them that are saying that. There are, and I have no. And again, I have no problem with that either. I don't. I don't say that that's right or wrong. I just never knew you as somebody who would want to go get together and watch the Texas OU game every year. As someone that that was a, that suddenly felt that football was too violent, and you you thought that high school football players they shouldn't be playing. I didn't know this. This is the first time I've ever heard you give us this hot take on any platform. On the air, right, well, I'll give you another hot so, take. Yeah. I, as we're talking about whether or not to have college sports, I think our priorities have totally gotten out of whack on college sports. And the fact that we got to, it's more important to have college sports than it is to have college classes shows how far we've gotten from the original idea, which was, hey, these students are here studying. We need to make sure they get outside and get some fresh air every now and then. I, I mean, the whole thing has gotten 
crazy that they're now talking about getting these players back on campus, but not the students back on campus. You really get well, you really got I your know. priorities mixed up. If that's the conversation we're having now. I'm not going to argue that one. Um, you know, there's certain people out there that just, well, they love they love college football. And they feel that, you know, athletes are going for their education, but they're also there to play, which is why they want them back to, to go play. So I hear what you're saying, though. That, I'm not going to argue that one. All right. So uh, season opener yesterday between the Yankees and the Nationals. I tuned in to watch a little baseball on opening day, and I tuned in during the rain delay. So they were they were talking about the season's been delayed for four months. They're only going to play 60 games. And then on top of that, they had a once in a century <laughs> rainstorm that rained out the game yesterday. But they they must have finally finished. Did they call it after six or did they did they, they play call, more? They called call the game. No, they they called it, and um, it was a 3-1 to one final score because of the rain delay. And then they went right to the uh, second game, which was the Dodgers and the Giants. And that was interesting in itself because Dodger Stadium is filled with all these cardboard cutout fans all over the place. So, you know, you look around and you see all these people, but they're the uh, cardboard versions of all the people. Right. And then they've got all the, you know, they've got all the sound effects in the background and you hear like the fans. Like it's, it sounds like it's a regular game. It's just kind of weird because, you know, it's, it's, they're not there, but it, you couldn't tell if your eyes were closed. You How'd you like it? Idea. Did you watch any? It's, I did. I watched, um, well, I was at a, I was at a baseball practice yesterday at at uh, six during the first game, but I did get the opportunity to watch uh, a lot of the Giants game um, later on that night. I had um, a, a cable outage in my area, so I had to watch it on the app, which uh, was fine. But yes, I had the chance to watch the Dodgers uh, break through in the late innings and and uh, beat the Gi- Giants eight to one yesterday. Was it too weird? Kiki or Hernandez what, yeah. was the story. Was it too weird, you know, or was it you could get into it and enjoy the game? Oh, I could get into it and enjoy okay. the game. Well, what I mean, Kiki? You have to understand something. The fans, the fans don't. That's not part of it for me. I mean, the funniest part was watching foul balls, and then you get to see where they bounce all over the place because there's nobody to grab them. So, you, so you'll, they'll, the cameras will stay on the ball, and you'll watch it roll for an extra five or ten seconds before they pan back to the batter. That was kind of let, let me bring this up. The first home run of the season was hit by Giancarlo Stanton in the first mm-hmm. inning yesterday, and as far as they know, nobody ever went over to get the ball. <laughs> that would definitely be a collectible. Hey, it's the first it's yes. the first home run ball of this pandemic shortened season. By the way, that beep at the beginning there was they beeped Max Scherzer because he cursed as soon as Stanton hit the ball. So that's what that was. <laughs> by the way, that was Mad Vascursion, former Diablo's yeah. uh, play-by-play announcer, calling the action yesterday with uh, A-Rod. Um, and that's, you know, look, that's part of the fun is that you're not, you don't even get to see people like wandering around. It's completely empty in the seats. So all you're getting is just watching these balls stay and, and not do anything. So now it, it, it did rain, which means that if they didn't grab it before the sixth inning, then that ball is probably waterlogged. But that's, you know, that's nothing you can do there. We, we got to uh, take a break, but I, w- I just wanted to play this and then we come back. So so hold the opinions till we come back. I want to give out the phone number toll free 844-305-6210. 844-305-6210. Uh, before the game, players for both the Yankees and the Nationals, they had uh, a video that played on the big screen, and they all knelt. So let's pick it up there. You see all the players uh, kneeling along the baselines. 
And it, you know, went on for like a minute, I think. Then the players stand up. And this is the fastest version of the Star Spangled Banner that I think I've ever heard at a sporting event on any level. I don't think anybody's ever performed the Star Spangled Banner so fast. Oh, that was that's weird not to hear the crowd, you know, erupt after the anthem's over. But that was pretty getting right down to it. That wasn't wasted any time. So my my question was, is everybody happy with that, or are people still not happy that players knelt before the anthem started and then stood up when the anthem started? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we have a few moments left before we get the weekend started for us. Anyway, it <laughs> won't be long for the rest of you. Uh, Steve Kaplowitz joins us from his home setup. All right, Steve, what else uh, is going on in sports? What else did you want to talk about? Oh, there's a lot going on in sports. First off, a lot of baseball tonight. And by the way, as far as the, um, what you mentioned before the break about, you know, players taking a knee and uh, making a statement, I think that's going to become commonplace in sports. I think you're going to see it all over, not just baseball. I think you're going to see it, um, and we saw it with the locomotive. You're going to see it also for the NBA. You're going to see it in the NFL. You'll probably see it in college. You could see it in high school. I think it's going to be everywhere, Buzz. So Yeah, but if nobody has a point. problem with it, it's not really effective as a protest. I mean, people only play, paid attention to Colin Kaepernick when he did it during the National mm-hmm. Anthem. If everybody's fine with, okay, take a knee and then stand up for the National Anthem, it really doesn't accomplish its its point. Although they had a long presentation before the game ever started, uh, before the anthem was played, mm-hmm. there were a lot of the players talking about, uh, you know, what's going on with Black Lives Matter and that sort of stuff. And a pre-recorded thing by Morgan Freeman that ran. So I, I'm just wondering, like, and somebody put on on the Facebook chat that they were over at Fox News and there were people talking about boycotting the, the Major League Baseball this season because the players knelt before the anthem started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I, I I I guess more people would be okay with that, but I don't know. I mean, Trump says he's going to throw out the first pitch at a game coming up. Uh, I forget where it's going to be, but. And that he doesn't well, want but isn't this, to, he doesn't want to see anybody year. kneeling. Well, it's the perfect year for him to throw out the first pitch because there's no fans in the stands. So, <laughs> so he doesn't have to worry. Yeah, he I goes in front so. of an empty stadium. It's perfect. And hopefully he just doesn't, you know, try to throw the ball like Fauci did yesterday. Oh. And, uh, oh, man, it brings back memories of Rene Romo uh, with the old uh, throw that, that hit an umpire on the head during a Diablos game back in the 90s. You remember that? Oh, I remember that. I mean, Fauci's pitch was bad, but... And Romo's was legendary. Romo's makes makes his look like, you know, okay. Nolan Ryan in his prime. It was beautiful. I'll tell you what. Other sports news tonight. We've got the locomotive back in action. Seven thirty. They'll be playing New Mexico United um, at an empty Southwest University Park. So uh, the two teams going back at it again. And uh, you can watch the game on the CW or ESPN Plus with Duke Keith calling the action here tonight uh, for the locomotive. So they're going to try to uh, defeat the New Mexico uh, New Mexico United, and that's uh, coming up seven thirty tonight. And then how about this story? Okay, I don't know if you heard if you've been even talking about this, but have you mentioned that some of the faculty of the University of Kentucky's African-American and Africana Studies program have asked the president of Kentucky to change the name of Rupp Arena because the legendary basketball coach's name has come to stand for racism and exclusion and alienates black students, fans and attendees? I, I guess that was uh, you were reading from, from their pro- what their problem was, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like that's what their statement said. That was their. That was the story. That's what they said. Exactly right. Have you? Have you? Uh, that was. They wrote a letter to the president. Have you heard about that or no? To the president of North Carolina no, University of Kentucky. No, but I've, I, I'm familiar with the talk about Adolph Rupp and you know that his mm-hmm. name is on the stadium. He was a great coach, but he was the last in to integrate in, and that you know that's he didn't have his first black athlete on uh, on the Kentucky basketball team until the year after he was beaten by Texas Western by an all black starting five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I see him t- talking about taking a lot of names off his of stuff, but what if Actually, somebody it was had three years after the loss? By the way, three years after three? losing to Texas Western, yeah. Does it, doesn't it matter if the person had a change of opinion later in life? I don't know if Rupp did, but for instance, John Muir, well, if- John Muir, who start who uh, started the Sierra Club, they're talking about taking his name off his of stuff, and he was the guy who started the thing. They're saying. Yeah, he was really, really racist, although later in life, his thinking evolved. So, I, you know, I think that maybe is part of it. I hear Let you. Let me get a phone, get call. phone call. We don't have a whole lot of time, but we do have a phone call. And uh, this is Lisa. Is it Lisa? No, this is Berna. I'm Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> this is who? Berna. Berna. Hello, Berna. Hi, how are you? Hi, very good. Thank you, Berna. What's up? Well, I, I was just going to call in and just put my two cents in on the kneeling. Yeah. I, I have no problem with them kneeling, and a lot of people that do, I think they've probably never watched baseball because the players kneel all the time. They're They're stretching, they're kneeling, they're sitting down. And if they went on and on and on and on, like you're saying, oh, I'd have been kneeling on the ground, too, before the answer started. <laughs> well, this was you know? this was coordinated. They all kneeled at the same time. But you bring up a good point, because when, when this started, it's like, how dare he kneel during the national anthem? It's like... You know, I've in various sports, guys are looking around, they're chewing gum. I mean, they're talking to each other. This whole yeah. thing was like all yeah. these players had stood at rigid attention the entire time. Is not it's not even remotely true. No, and it's and it's not. And I mean, you know, and I think people kind of forget that. Now, I I applaud them for all standing with their hands over their hearts and their hand their hands on each other's shoulders. I thought that was a huge show of respect, and I appreciate that because, you know, um, baseball is the the one true American pastime, you know, and I think they showed respect when they did that, and I think that's the whole thing. We can, everybody has their own opinion, but you need to respect everybody else. Would you say at this point, if anybody looked at that game yesterday and had a problem with what they did, their problem isn't with the national anthem, their problem is with the you know, with the Black Lives Matter message itself. Yes, I think so. Yeah, all right. I, I think so. Thank you, Berna. Appreciate the call. You're, you're welcome, on. Have a good day. Okay. Enjoy we'll McDonald's. How, how do you know news. that she has McDonald's? Because she told me, I asked her if she wanted to go on, and she's like, well, I'm in line waiting at McDonald's. I'm like, that's okay, girl. You can order when you need to. Don't worry. Steve? Breaking news. It's official. The Toronto Blue Jays have found a home. They will play their home games this year in Buffalo, New York, which is the home of their AAA franchise. So Buffalo, it'll be the Buffalo Blue Jays. The rumor earlier this week was they were going to play their home games uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, until Pennsylvania said no. 
Pennsylvania said no. No Toronto yes. Blue Jays allowed here. That's correct. Washington football team. That's to the point. I know it's only a temporary name, but I kind of like it actually. The Washington football team. What do you think of that, Steve? Uh, I said it was a throwback. I thought it was hilarious when I heard that. <laughs> Washington so I'm, football I'm okay team. With it. All right, me too. I have too. no problem with it. That's the end. <laughs>